1: Hello, and welcome to your next segment for the Pillar Retreat for Deployment Countdowns. My name is Sarah Peachy, and I'm the content editor for Army Wife Network, which is an organization that engages, educates, encourages, and empowers military spouses and significant others on this military life journey. I am also a co host for the podcast, Army Wife Talk Radio. I've been married to my active duty soldier, Frank, for the past 12 and a half years, and we have three children together, and are currently living in Fort Stewart, Georgia. I am so excited to talk to you today about tapping into the power of deployment love letters. I've been a writer all my life, even working as a reporter, a blogger, and writing a book, so this topic is near and dear to my heart. I've been writing love letters since I started dating my husband Frank so many years ago. He was in the army reserve at the time and every drill weekend and before he left for his annual training, I would draw cards or jot a few lines on post-it notes and hide them in his bags. When he left for a year of training, we wrote letters regularly, not because we had to, but because we wanted to. Then when he deployed, they became a sort of morale booster. Before he left for that year-long deployment to Afghanistan, I sent him off with a letter I spent a week planning. I struggled with what to say, so most of my thoughts were just a jumble of word vomit on paper. But little did I know exactly how much power that letter had. He read that letter frequently during the quiet moments, when he missed me, when times were difficult, when he needed encouragement, and I never knew until we put all our love letters into a binder. He pulled out this dirty, brittle, worn piece of paper and told me to add it to our book. And I often wonder what he felt when he pulled that letter out of his pocket how it reassured him, how it encouraged him, how it soothed him, how it showed him his strength, but also showed him my strength. So for an entire year, this letter was folded and unfolded, touched by his hands, felt in his heart, tucked in and out of his pocket, and revisited. That there is the beauty of love letters. That something so innocuous can carry so much weight. Your partner savors that piece of paper that feels like a jumble of thoughts to you, It's a simple scrap of paper, but to them, it feels like a lifeline and carries some serious power. Because of my experience with that one love letter, I wanted to help you tap into the power of your deployment love letters. You don't need any fancy stationery or pens or seals. Love letters are an important part of a deployment for both you and your partner. And science confirms this benefit of writing letters. The actual act of writing a love letter sends messages from our brains down to our hands and back up to our brains as we continue to write each of those little letters, each of those small sentences that make up an entire love letter. It's kind of why journaling is so important. It helps your brain make sense of the emotions that you're feeling just based on that motor skill. It's something that you don't get from typing. It's something you don't get from texting. You don't even get it from speaking. It is something that happens because of the act of writing. So what do you do to tap into that power of love letters? Well, for me, I think that there are three things that we need to avoid, and then there are five things that you should make sure that you do to up your love letter game. So the first thing that you want to avoid is sharing bad news. Now, there's some disagreement over whether or not you should share bad news at all during a deployment, and I will leave that up to each individual couple to make that decision for themselves. But when it comes to your love letters, they shouldn't contain bad news. The second thing to avoid is saying things like, this is too hard, or I don't know if I can do this. It doesn't matter how neat and tidy you clean it up at the end, like by saying, this is too hard, but I will power through, or I don't know if I can do this, but I love you so much, I'm willing to try. It doesn't matter if it has a neat and tidy end. That strikes fear in their hearts when they're so far away. There's a moment where their stomachs just drop and it isn't a comfortable feeling. And the third thing to avoid, and I I hate saying this, but I feel like it has to be said, is any potential change of heart or relationship changers, anything that might potentially end the relationship. Anything that will put strain on your relationship is something that would be best shared for a video call or at least a call where you can hear each other's voices and work through the issue. So in all of this, you probably noticed that they all have a few things in common. The key bit is you don't want negativity in your love letters. While you may want to share some of the thoughts, especially how hard something is, you don't want your partner to dread what is in every letter you send. You want them to see your name in the return address and look forward to what you have to say. And your letters should be optimistic to give them something to look forward to. So now let's move on to the good stuff. Here are the five things that you should include in every love letter to tap into the power of those letters. The first is a compliment but not just any compliment. It should be something that your partner rarely hears from others, and it should be something that you see in them, something special. While you don't have to say it this way, Ernest Hemingway said one of my favorite lines. He said, I can't say how every time I ever put my arms around you, I felt that I was home. I feel like that's such a great thing to say, that, that that person is your home. That's an amazing compliment. And so it's something like that that you're looking to tap into. It doesn't have to be over the top, but you want it to be something that they don't hear every day. The second thing you want to include is reminiscing. This is a fun one. Um, I've noticed that when my husband is gone, when Frank's gone, the things that I thought were big seem really small, and the small things are extra special. Those are the things that you should be thinking about when you think about remi- when you are reminiscing. Maybe it's something that pops into your head on the drive to work when you're thinking of your partner. Maybe it's when you're rocking a baby to sleep or laying with a child in bed, and this memory just pops into your head. Those are the special moments that will be special to your partner, too, because what you're doing when you reminisce in a letter, you're giving them the chance to relive that moment with you. So it's taking that distance, and it's shrinking it down to the two of you sharing a moment together. That's big, right? On that same note, the third thing is planning for the future. So think back to a time in your relationship when you were dating, or if you're still just dating, maybe it's early on and earlier in your dating relationship, and see if you remember the first time your partner mentioned the future. How'd that make you feel? There's something special about knowing your partner is factoring you into the future. That still carries weight even when you're married or, or have been together for a while or been married for a while especially when your partner is however far away. Making plans for when when your partner comes home is probably the easiest way to to plan for the future, but maybe it's just things that you wanna do differently. Maybe that time apart has taught you more about your relationship and new things that you would like to try to do together. So consider those moments when you're planning for the future. The fourth bit is don't skip the details. This can be a hard one for someone especially if you don't consider yourself a writer but it doesn't matter if you're talking about your favorite memory or something that you did on your own maybe you're crossing off an item on your bucket list or you took a special trip or even sexual fantasies you want to talk about these things in detail you want to consider the sights the sounds the smells and the tactile experiences you want to make it feel real for them because what happens is you are giving them a chance to experience this moment with you you're making them feel like they're there when you're checking something off your bucket list and the final thing in every great love every great love letter should include is reassurances how much you care how you'll be there waiting how you can't wait to see them those words can give them peace of mind when they can't be there because support is key right those reassurances also bring that distance down That's the beautiful thing about what all of these pieces include. When you're tapping into that true power of a love letter, you are taking the thousands of miles between you and your loved one, and you're shrinking them down to nothing. You're giving them an experience that they can share with you in their own way. And you're also giving them the chance to relive it time after time after time. But in all of this, remember that the most important thing to your beloved service member is that you use your words and your stories of your relationship to connect. You want to give them you and nothing else. And in the end, you may have your own binder full of love letters to revisit year after year. If you're looking for other advice and information while on your military life journey, check out armywifenetwork.com. And for more about writing love letters, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at KeepItPeachy. That's P-E-A-C-H-E-Y or on KeepItPeachy.com. I wish you all the best in tapping into the power of your deployment love letters. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us.